This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can you believe it? Can you believe that the Dolphins upset the New England Patriots? The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers, and you know what that means. We never thought it would happen. We thought after the Tex- after the Titans game, the two-seed was gone. It's vanished. It's no more. No such thing as a bye week anymore for Kansas City. Instead, Ryan Fitzmagic, the Miami Dolphins... Hand the Chiefs a two-seed. And there's only one thing left to say, folks. Hit the damn music. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking so football because we're the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins upset the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. Your Kansas City Chiefs, my Kansas City Chiefs, are now 
looking at a bye week to start the AFC playoffs. I'm Ryland Stiles. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, a part of the fan-sided podcasting network. The Chiefs have just beat, and I literally mean just beat, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Dolphins have just beat, and I literally mean have just beat, the New England Patriots. As soon as the clock struck zero in both games, I started the computer and played that wonderful Dolphins tune for you all because the Dolphins deserve all of our love and all of our affection. The Chiefs, who have been battling injuries all year long, had a disappointing 12-4 and season, which is incredible to think about. The Chiefs went 12-4, and and we, by and large, considering it, are considering it disappointing. That's incredible. And now, finally... We've arrived at the playoffs, and thanks to the Dolphins, we have a bye week in Kansas City. You have a week off in Kansas City before you welcome in either, and this is where it gets confusing because, again, I'm recording this before the second window of games is over, so we're not even sure yet who is going to be that sixth seed in the playoffs, but you're going to either play the Patriots or one of the Titans, Steelers, or Raiders. Yes, the Raiders still have a shot. As of right now. Here we go. This is what it has been all about. Now let me lay out the plan for you guys so far. Obviously we had no show last week. Due to Christmas. And also some family things. My grandfather passed away. And I got sick. And there was a lot of things going into last week. So I'm sorry about that. But we're back on track here for the playoffs. And the rest of the way. First things first. This episode is going to be of course. Celebrating the Dolphins. As we did earlier in the show. But also just about the Chargers game. We're going to recap the Chargers game like a normal game. We're also going to do an episode of just previewing the playoffs. From a non-Chiefs standpoint, of course, since the Chiefs are in it, they're going to be involved in that show. But just an overall preview of the entire playoff. NFC, AFC, everything. And then also, on top of all that, we'll do uh, another show, since there's no preview this week, of the Chiefs game, we'll preview the weekend. Just every game... Not again, not the Chiefs because they have a bye week. Thank you, Dolphins. So that's the layout for this show, for this week. Still three weeks, uh, still three shows this week. Excuse me. I'm very pumped up right now after this win. And really, if the Dolphins don't make that that victory, if the Dolphins don't make that comeback, if they don't if they don't overcome the Tom Brady drive to put them up four points with like a minute left, two minutes left, this game, this Chargers game has a totally different feel. The first things first is the injuries. Brashad Breedlin went out, but it was only with an illness, so we found out it was not a a true injury in the sense of, you know, knee, forearm, whatever. But he did get hurt with an illness, but he came back, so he's fine. He just had to throw up a little bit, I guess. Blake Bell went out with an injury, but he came back. He's fine. The big one is Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill left the game with a knee injury. He could not return in this game. You immediately knew he would not return in this game. This bye week probably helps a little bit, but whenever he was down on that field, it looked like that his season was over. That's what everyone guessed. That's what everyone said. And I think that they're right. I think that his season is done. And that's sad because it was a, it's a tremendous, tremendous rookie season for Mon Thornhill. All right, so again, this show is just going to be about the Chargers game. We'll talk about everything else big picture in tomorrow's show and so on and so forth. Tomorrow's show is going to be previewing the entire playoff. Uh, you'll get a show on Thursday, which will be previewing the weekend. 
So, here we go. The offense started out unbelievably bad. I don't think that you've ever seen a Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes start out that slow. And they kind of broke out of it with a huge uh, double move by Demarcus Robinson. A beautiful throw that had great anticipation by Patrick Mahomes on that throw. On that touchdown, you thought that they were going to break out of their slump. They didn't. The offense never really looked elite. It never looked like its old form. In fact, you know, entering the final drive of the second half for the Chiefs, I guess the final meaningful drive, Patrick Mahomes was one for four with three yards and a pick in that half. So in the first half, they started slow. Second half, they started slow. They never got off that slow-moving train. They never became elite. A bright spot, though, for this offense was Mecole Hardman. He made a great catch on a deep ball, and you can tell that there's potential there. You can tell all season long that there's potential there, and I think that he's going to slowly remove Sammy Watkins from that wide receiver rotation. And it will make it even easier this offseason to part ways with Sammy Watkins. Damian Williams had another good game on offense, over 100 yards rushing, had a few tough runs whenever they desperately needed to get those few yards he picked them up, which is something that this offense has not had all year. So that was a a bright spot, of course. Of course, the long touchdown run where it looked like he was down, you know, looked like he was going to be taken down for sure. He breaks out of it, goes the distance, scores a touchdown, and then there's Tyreek Hill behind him, catching up to him. That was pretty cool. This offense is elite. This offense has all the weapons that they need. This offense is everything we think that they are. They just need to prove it on the field. And I think that this bye week is going to be huge for them. I think that, the, that of course, Andy Reid is always better after a bye week throughout his whole career. He's been dominant after a bye week. Playoffs are no different. I think that the the rest and, and the health can only get better for this offense. This offense is still who we thought they were, but they did not play that way tonight. You know, Damian Williams was really the only bright spot with Michael Hardman mixed in there throughout this entire offensive game. And you're due for a stinker. It's week 17. This game felt meaningless entering the game, and then you realize, oh, wait a second. The, the Dolphins can pull us off. And when they were up 10 to nothing, it looked like the, the Chiefs were going to throw away their chance because the Chiefs were struggling when the Dolphins were up 10 to nothing. And you thought, how Chiefs would this be if the Dolphins win? And the Chiefs lose. But luckily that did not happen. But again, there's not a lot to talk about from this offense from my point of view. The pass protection was great. It was great. I take back about Damian Williams and, and Mikel Harden being the only bright spots because the pass protection was a huge bright spot for me. I love the way that they stepped up. I love the way they, that they blocked against Joey Bosa and the rest of the Chargers front seven. Granted, the Chargers front seven is not exactly... What we once thought that they were, they weren't, they're not exactly the elite front seven we thought that they would be, especially in week 17 of a meaningless season for them. But they still did their job. They still had a great game. Uh, so credit to the offensive line. On defense, though, there's a lot more to talk about. First of all, Kendall Fuller had a terrible day. He had a terrible game. And he's supposed to be, talent wise, your best cornerback. And he had a dreadful day. That can't happen as as the Chiefs progress through the playoffs. You obviously get to skip next weekend. You're going to be welcoming in either the Patriots or one of the Titans, uh, Steelers, or Raiders. Luckily for the Chiefs, the Patriots can't throw the football. 
The Titans can't throw the football. The Steelers can't throw the football. And then there's Derek Carr coming into Arrowhead, which has never gone well for him in the history of his career. So I feel good about that. And then you go up to Baltimore, probably, for the, t- for the title game, and play a team that can't throw the football. That they don't want to throw the football. That if they're throwing the football, eh, if they're throwing the football, eh, they, they don't like that. Uh, correction, though, they won't be playing the sixth seed if the sixth seed beats the Patriots because, of course, of the reseeding, which I f- forgot about. So, they'd be playing, in that case, either the Texans or the Bills, which the Bills can't throw the football. They cannot throw the football whatsoever. So, Kendall Fuller's bad day is worrisome because you're going to be having to rely on him, especially if Prashad Breland gets banged up, which he's prone to do. Now, today was an illness, but in general, he's been prone throughout his entire career, even dating back to Clemson, dating back to the Redskins. He's been prone to get knocked up a little bit, to get nicked up a little bit. As bad as Kendall Fuller was today, Tyron Matthew was that much better. He was elite today. Elite. He's been elite all year, but today especially was an incredible game. And I really think that if you if you if you look at this game, he's the best free agent signing the Chiefs have ever had. He's the best free agent signing the Chiefs have ever had. That's just my opinion. You can let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. What you think? I think that he is by far the best free agent signing the Chiefs have made. What he brings to this defense, the swagger, the confidence, the ability to play on the field, what he brings to the defense is something that they desperately need. And to get that off the streets in the NFL is hard to do because good players don't hit the open market. Truly good players, truly elite players, rarely hit the open market. When they do, you've got to capitalize on it. The Chiefs did that. The Chiefs got their guy. He fits their system. He's been incredible. The Honey Badger has had... So many almost interceptions that if even half of those hit, he's the defensive player of the year. He's looked at because people look at stats instead of watching the game. He's looked at as the defensive player of the year. But when you watch the game, he's that anyway. He's the defensive player of the year anyway. I don't care about Stephen Gilmore. He got roasted today by Devontae Parker. The impact that Honey Badger has made is larger than any defensive player in the NFL. That he has transformed an entire group. He's He's been a leader for Traverius Ward. He's upped that secondary room. He's done so many good things for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has to be at least top three in Defensive Player of the Year. At least. I would vote for him number one. That could be a bit of bias. That could be riding the high of the emotion of today. I would vote number one if I had a vote for Honey Badger. But I would accept top three. If he's top three on that silly little awards night that they have, I will be happy. I will be very happy. Frank Clark is another guy that had an elite game today. And he's been elite for the last few weeks. Earlier in the year, he was terrible. And that's okay to admit. He was bad. I was the first one to say it on the podcast. He was bad. That does not mean, though, he's been bad all year. He was bad for the first few games. You found out he's dealing with a neck injury. He somehow gets healthy, which is weird because neck injuries typically do not heal over overnight. But he's got his body right. And he's been playing at an elite level, and today was no difference. In the first half, 
He had countless pressures. And I even wrote that down in my notes. The pressures have not equaled sacks, but they still need to be praised. He had great pressure, and I thought that it was going to be one of those nights because Phillip Rivers is that quarterback that, you know, he's a quick release, a funny release. They're not running too much, too many deep concepts. You're probably not going to be able to sack him. And they didn't sack him for a long time. You're probably not going to be able to sack him. But the, the pressure that Frank Clark was getting was amazing, and it turns out he did get home a few times uh, to sack Phillip Rivers. Terrell Suggs got home. Chris Jones got home at the end of the game whenever Phillip Rivers had to go deep, had to try to extend the plays. This front seven has lost Emmanuel Agua, the sack leader at one time. Alex Okafor, who's been who played great for them, and they've replaced it with Terrell Suggs, and they've replaced it with Tunnel Passigno. They've all been playing great, and they still, despite the injuries, have an elite front seven, which is going to be huge when you run up against Baltimore. Because at this point, of course, that means the, the one and two seeds help, but I've been saying it all along, no matter where the, where the Chiefs finish, it's them and the Ravens in the AFC. It's them and the Ravens. That's it. I don't believe in the Patriots. I don't believe in anyone who could fill out that sixth seed. The Bills have no offense whatsoever, and the Titans are so inconsistent, it's not even funny. So you're going to need this front seven against Baltimore, and they showed up big today, and they've showed up big for the last portion of the season. For the, for the second half of the season, they've been huge. All season long, they've been huge, but specifically, Frank Clark has been huge in the second half of the season. I'm so fired up right now about this team. But there was something very concerning, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We still got a lot to run through for this game. Rashad Fenton made a ton of good plays in the second half. His progression this year has been so fun to watch, and he's a guy that the Chiefs have hit on. You can tell that in the in, for the future, he's going to be in that secondary. He's going to be getting more and more snaps as, this, as he progresses, and eventually I can see potential for him to be a starting second, uh, be a starting cornerback for this Chiefs team. To be a mainstay cornerback for this Chiefs team. He's fun to watch. Michael Hardman talked about his flashes. He also had the longest touchdown, pa- touchdown play of this entire season. The longest scoring play this entire season. When he returned the kickoff 104 yards. Did he step out of bounds? I thought so. Refs didn't. That's all that matters. Touchdown Chiefs, 104 yards, longest return of the season, longest play of the season. Good for him. Good to see him break out. He's a pro bowler who has somehow gotten better since being voted on to the pro bowl. He somehow made his resume worth a pro bowl after he already went and got voted for the pro bowl, but nonetheless. Pro bowls and and all are pretty meaningless, so who cares? Armani Watts had a few good plays, especially on 4th and 4 when he came down and just derailed a run play that I think stopped him short of the first down marker. Got Chiefs got a bad spot. Andy Reid didn't challenge it. Oh well, first down Chargers. Armani Watts made a few good plays and he's going to need to do that consistently with Juan Thornhill out. Again, we still do not know as of now what the injury is for Juan Thornhill because I'm recording this literally as the clock hits zero for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs game. So it is 325 on Sunday. We're not going to know anything right now. But, he, but Armani Watts stepped up big. He's a guy that Chiefs fans have loved throughout his time in Kansas City. And entering into his draft class, they loved him. 
I was one of those guys that loved him entering the draft class. I love his speed. I love what he can do with that safety spot. I'm interested to see him play more, but they're going to need him to step up because Juan Thornhill, again, was having a magical season before he ended out his season with a knee injury. Here's the problem, though. This is the last note on this game. This is the most worrisome note of this game. This is a trend that's been happening all year long for the Chiefs. The Chiefs cannot sweep the leg. They didn't sweep the leg tonight, and they haven't swept the leg all year long. They haven't done it all year long, and they and that has to change entering the playoffs. First, it's important to realize what sweep the leg means. It means ending the football game. You're up by 10, go up 17, and demoralize your opponent. It means what it sounds like it means. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Get the Chiefs over the hump. And rarely do you get two opportunities to do that in one game. But the Chiefs did tonight. Coming out of the halftime break, whenever you entered the halftime break, Tyron Matthew made a huge interception at the goal line, which killed the drive that should have ended in points for the Chargers. They were in field goal range. If that if that jump ball, 50-50 ball, isn't a touchdown and it's break and it's broken up, it's three points. If it's caught, of course it's seven. Instead, it was picked off. That's demoralizing right there. Chiefs get the ball after halftime, up ten. If you go score, if you go put seven points on that football on that on that scoreboard, the Chargers lose all hope. The Chargers quit. This ball game is officially over if you go put seven points up after halftime. Instead, Mahomes and Hill are not on the same page. Interception sets up a, a easy touchdown for the Chargers, which those seven points are not on the defense. When they give the Chargers the football back at the 20-yard line, you cannot blame the defense for them scoring. Of course they're going to score. And if you want to take it a step further, not only did your MVP and best wide receiver put the Chiefs defense in a terrible spot, because any turnover is terrible. They put the Chiefs defense, which has struggled against the run, which has struggled to tackle at the second level, in a situation where the Chargers are only going to just turn around and hand it off to Melvin Gordon. It was a double whammy, and it led to a Chargers touchdown. Nonetheless, they don't shoot the leg there. Chargers go up. Miko Hardman returns the kickoff. Crisis averted for now. The defense gets another stop. You score again. You're up 10. After they get a stop up 10, the Chiefs defense gets a stop up 10. Your offense goes out there. Mind you, this is supposed to be the best offense in the sport. This is supposed to be the best quarterback in the sport. This is supposed to be the best skill position players in the sport. This is supposed to be the best head coach offensively minded in the sport. They go out there and they punt immediately. Your defense is gassed. They're back on the field. They give up another touchdown. And so now with five minutes remaining in this ballgame, you're only leading by three points. And you're feeling a little scared. There's a little bit of worry set in. Arrowhead, you could hear a pin drop in there. You didn't sweep the leg for a second time. You go 0 for 2 in sweeping the leg. Now we know how this game ends. Patrick Mahomes throws a deep ball to Tariq Hill. Crowd's back in it. First down. All they need to do from there is run the clock out. But then Damian Williams ends it with an exclamation point and a touchdown. 
My thing is, though, you, you cannot give better teams than the Chargers these kind of chances. If you get up on the Ravens, you've got to keep making them pass the way you did in your first meeting this year and last year. They don't want to pass the football, so get up early. Get up 10 points. Get up 17 points. Make them pass the football. In the game. Sweep the leg. Put them out of their comfort zone. Same thing against the Bills. They don't want to pass the football. Make them pass the football. And the list goes on and on. You've got to sweep the leg against these better teams that you're going to face. Not better than you, but better than the, better than the Chargers. Because if you let NFL teams hang around, they're going to beat you. As we saw with the Tennessee Titans game. The defense, I'll preach it again. You can listen to that podcast if you want to. The defense got enough stops to win the football game. The defense did their job. The defense did everything that they had to do. They got two game-winning stops. Two of them. And the offense punts it away and goes for, you know, goes that little screen play to, to Blake Bell. You know the one I'm talking about. Awful. Just awful. Two punts, no points. Puts the defense right back on the field. After they got two game-winning stops. The Titans are a little bit better than the Chargers. You let them hang around. You didn't sweep the leg. They beat you. That's what's going to happen if you do not sweep the leg in the playoffs. It's what's happened for the past decade with the Chiefs in the playoffs. You let the Colts hang around. You let the Titans hang around. You let the, the Patriots hang around. You blow games you shouldn't lose because you let teams hang around. Sweep the leg. It's something that's happened to Andy Reid for the last 20 years. You let teams hang around, and that's what happens. You, you blow leads, you lose games you shouldn't lose. One of the two. Or two for one, if you're so inclined. That's been a problem with them all year long. Almost all of their losses have been due to letting the teams hang around, especially that Titans game, which is one that you'd like to have back. Ultimately, you still got that two seed. But that day, I said that the two seed was out of reach. I thought for sure the two seed was out of reach. As did many of you. I would reckon to say all of you, but I'm sure most of you will somehow say, no, no, that's not true, even though you were in the comment section saying, oh, they've blown the second, they've blown the, the, the second seed like I was. They still got the second seed, but you could have been resting Juan Thornhill this week. Instead, he goes out and hurts his knee. You could have been resting Mahomes, resting Hill, resting Kelsey. You've got to have that killer instinct. This is it. This is what we've been talking about for a year. Coming up in February, I'll be having hosted this podcast for a year. And ever since February, all we've talked about on here is winning a Super Bowl. Is saying this is the year. This is their best year to win a Super Bowl. You've got Mahomes with experience. You've got Hill. You've got Kelsey. A stable of running backs that, that Andy Reid will find something to do with. We've been saying it for a year. This is your chance. This is your Super Bowl moment. We've been saying it for a year. This is when you need to be in Miami. And now look at the AFC. Who are you afraid of? It's not the Patriots anymore. They suck. They are a terrible football team. They're the worst three seed in the history of the NFL. It's not the Titans. I just said the defense B 
beat the Titans. Your defense. Your defense beat the Titans. It's not them. It's not Duck Hodges. It's not Derek Carr. It's not the inconsistent Titans. It's not the inconsistent Texans. It's not Deshaun Watson. It's surely not Josh Allen. It's surely not the Bills, who have no offense whatsoever. Who scares you in the AFC? Is it the Ravens, who you're 2-0 against with Mahomes? Is it the Ravens, who if you can get up early with this explosive offense, is it them, who will have to throw the football, which we all do not think that they can do? Who are you afraid of in the AFC? This is your chance. This is your year, as we've said all year long. This is your best chance to get to to Miami, to get to that Super Bowl. This is your best chance. This is your best chance to win the Lamar Hunt Trophy. This is it. But you've got to go out there and you've got to end football games when you get the lead. Can they do that? To this point in the season, they have not been able to do that. They have not been able to sweep the leg. They didn't tonight. They haven't against Tennessee. They didn't against New England. They they beat New England, but they didn't sweep the leg. They let New England have a chance to, to, to devastate them in Foxborough this year. When are they going to sweep the leg? Time's ticking. Time's running out. You've got one playoff game in Arrowhead. One. Unless the Ravens get upset, which no one sees happening. You've got one playoff game in Arrowhead. One. You've got to sweep the leg, take care of business in the divisional round, and then go take care of the Ravens. Like you've proven you can. 2-0 against the Ravens. That offense of the Ravens was cooking when the Chiefs played them. Don't give me this, oh, they hadn't hit their peak yet. No, what it was was the Chiefs put them out of their comfort zone. Lamar Jackson had to throw more times in that game than he's thrown all year. That's what the difference was. Because the Chiefs got up. They've got to sweep the leg. It's so important for them to get out in front and sweep the leg. Let's see if they can do it. Let's see if they can do it the rest of the way. Again, I'm Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. I'm still recovering from my sickness, so forgive me on that one. Again, the rest of this week. Today was all about the Chargers game. Tomorrow will be all about the playoffs. We'll know after Sunday night who's in, who's out, what's the, what's happening there with both conferences. It'll be all about the playoffs. My predictions for the entire playoffs in FCAFC. Thursday will be any breaking news that we get between now and then regarding the Chiefs and, and how they're handling their bye week. Of course, Chiefs news will be tomorrow as well, but I don't know how much news we're going to get on their off day. So Thursday will be all about the Chiefs news that we've gathered throughout the bye week and previewing the weekend. Has anything changed in my predictions for the weekend? And just going more in-depth into those games. And then the next week, of course, we'll have a ton of content pumping out to you as we preview whoever the Chiefs play in the divisional round. they got a bye week. They've done what we asked them to do. The, the Dolphins helped a lot. The Dolphins helped a lot. And I'm almost inclined to make you sit through the entire song again. I won't do it. But I'm almost inclined to do it. Miami Dolphins number one. Thank you, Brian Fitzpatrick. Thank you, Brian Flores. Thank you, Devontae Parker. 
Thank you, Fismagic. The Chiefs have a bye week. Rejoice. Another 12-4 season. Embrace it while you can. Eventually, this ride will end. Hopefully, no time soon with Mahomes. But it's been fun. It's been a fun season with the Aerodynamic Podcast. We're going to continue it on into the playoffs and the offseason and then be back at it again next year. Thank you for sticking with us throughout this weird period again. Family emergency, didn't know what was going to happen, didn't know I was going to get sick. So that ended last week for us. Uh, but we're back through three shows a week. We appreciate everything that you've stuck through us, through it, with us, whatever. At this point, I'm rambling, so be good and be good to one another. I've been Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is the Aerohead Podcast, a part of the Fan Side of Podcasting Network. And we'll see you tomorrow previewing the NFL playoffs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.